Let's see. Were there any other early titles that you could remember? Bill, I've got... You mean earlier than Foolish Boy? Yeah. And the Neely Edwards series of One Reelers and the Robinson Crusoe with... Um, um, Harry Myers. Harry Myers. And that was done on, like, location, you say? A lot of it, yes, on Laguna. On Laguna. I remember so well because it cost too much to stay in hotels, so we made the trip every day. <laughs> <laughs> How far was it? We were at 65 miles and then mm -hmm. in the old road. You know, you know, you know Highway 101, you know. We just yeah. we took the back road to yeah. a little country town on the coast. Uh, about so two hours. Two hours? Mm -hmm. Used to leave before daybreak and get home long after dark, of course. How many cars were there in the cavalcade? Oh, I think there about four cars and then some trucks. Mm -hmm. A couple of trucks. The old open cars with no top on, you know, top down. Go banging along on those. Old Cadillacs, you know. Old Cadillacs? The old ones, you know. Yeah. And the Lion Man was a uh, what a Universal series. Mm -hmm. The usual uh, what Jungle Thrill. It was no, a circus no, picture it was, a, it was a Western. Oh, but uh, this uh, bandit fellow was uh, had taken the head of a mountain lion and he used to the skin of the head and he used to wear that as a mask rather than uh, I think the I conventional saw that. black mask. I think I saw that. Really. I think I do. I wonder what it would have been, about 1920, uh, one or two, right in there? Yeah. I'll have to check the credits on that. I bet it's not known that you photographed that. Well, Gertrude Astor was in it. You don't remember who the Lion Man was? That was Mac Brown. Oh, Mac, Mac Brown, yeah. yeah. Or, no, sorry, Mac Wright. I get the easy mistake. W-R-I-G-H-G. Yeah. Yeah. He was the assistant director and also the Lion Man and the stunt man. Director, Lion Man. Stunt writing. The reason I've been talking about the, uh, the unit managers on our present picture, Metro, was unit manager on that picture. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, after all those years. Yes. Uh -huh. Then let me see what came here. Let's look at the silent stuff first. And Foolish Wives and. Uh, how did it come about that you met uh, Von Strohan? Well, we made we made several pictures before this. All right. Uh, I think the first one was Blind Husbands. You 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 did the camera work. No, then? Ben Reynolds was the yeah, chief camera. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Blind and Husbands. And the Devil's Pass Key. And Devil's Pass Key. I'm not sure whether there's another one in there or not. Of Von Stroheim's? Yeah. It seems to me that Foolish Wives came immediately after. I may be wrong. Um, well, anyway, it, it could have been the third picture. This one, you mean? The Foolish Wives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, you had worked as what? As I was Ben Reynolds' assistant, the first yeah. one. On Blind Husbands. Yes. Yeah. And then... Uh, on the Devil's Passkey. Devil's Passkey. In the meantime, yeah. I'd, I'd been promoted to a first cameraman on Foolish. one reel... Westerns oh. and the comedies and the yeah. serials. Uh -huh. yeah. But I worked as a second cameraman on the big productions yeah. in between time. Uh -huh. Really, that was my principal job, and the little ones as first cameraman were 
Whether the fill ends. Yeah. Now these others that you gave me originally, like Robinson Crusoe and the Lion, yeah. those are your first cameraman. No, no. I, oh, your se second, second, second cameraman camera. on those yeah, also. Yeah. Yeah. Were there other big, big productions that you did here besides these that you mentioned, or are these are the ones that you recall most, most easily? Well, the the the, the, uh, the comedies. I was the first cameraman. Yeah, first cameraman. Yeah. In that. All right. And there were some other little things, like little short westerns that I can't recall. Mm -hmm. I was also first. Uni uh, Universal made uh, oh two real westerns for quite a while, didn't they? All the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they kept so. right a regular program right up through I think about. 26, 27, oh, yeah. 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 And they even uh, got to the point where they were re-releasing some of their earlier stuff that they shot in three reels from 1917. There's two reelers from 1924 around in there. Is that so? Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Some of the John Fords were brought out again like that. Is that so? Yeah. Now, uh, uh, what do you remember about working with uh, Von Stroheim and uh, Blind Husbands and Devil's Passkey and well, Foolish Wires? You want to take those as all one unit? Well, the Blind Husbands, of course, we did so much of it up in location in uh, Idlewild. It's up above, uh, it's directly behind Palm Springs up at the top of it. Uh -huh. Very high in the range of mountains up there, Mount, Mount San Jacinto. Yeah. That was originally called the Pinnacle, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. There is a rock up there that yeah. they call Lily Rock that we used as the Pinnacle. It's uh -huh. supposed to be in the Alps. Yeah. The only thing I remember about it is a tough climb to get up there. And, uh, yeah. And shooting down this two thousand feet straight down, and get a shot of a letter fluttering down at a story point. Mm -hmm. Some incriminating. Seems to me that uh, at the climax of that thing, if I remember correctly, that Von Stroheim was either uh, seems did the husband catch up to him and threaten to push him over there unless he left his wife alone or something like that. You know, I think uh, Francelia Billington was in that, if I recall correctly. And Gibson Gowland, wasn't that it? Gibson Gowland yeah. was. Could have been Billington, yes, uh -huh. he was. Uh -huh. Yeah. And Gowland, maybe, was was he a guide or something like that? He was a guide, yeah. a Swiss guy. Uh -huh. yeah. I remember he had a very big old fight, character fight. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, that was Paskey, was a sophisticated European story, I think. Mm. I know there was a bathroom sequence. Yes. A bathtub. I, have, I think I have some old stills of that around somewhere. Oh, uh, what May was it? May Marsh. May, not May Marsh. May, Book, May Bush. May Bush, that's right. And there was an English girl, wasn't there, by the name of Una Trevelyan or some such name? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Remember? <laughs> yes. She came with the, her own wardrobe, as I remember. She was uh, very wealthy. Oh, was she? Yeah. Was she just doing it for a kick? She yeah. Right uh, Blind Husbands was a fairly successful film critically, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Wasn't it pretty well received? Very well received. Yeah. I remember everyone thought von Stroheim was a German spy. They were waiting for him to make a false move and they wanted to kill him, of course. But you mean on the set? Or? Yes, everybody thought Really? Yeah. Even then? Mm -hmm. Of course, in, in the film, he represented himself as a. Uh, well, uh, Quite a, a disagreeable, or a swinish individual, yeah. uh, attractive to women, nevertheless, yeah. and so on and so forth. And then let me see, um, was there much material that was shot for Blind Husbands or Devil's Passkey that couldn't be used? Do you remember or not? Oh, I don't, not so much then. There might have been some some of the things in the, in the Devil's Passkey. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't know much. I was. 
not even too, I wasn't too conscious of those things. Yeah. Von Stroheim had the reputation of spending a lot of uh, time setting up uh, and filming sequences that everybody knew from one glance. It wouldn't possibly make yeah, a completed yeah. print. Just oh yes, I remember a thing that was a sequence we did on the merry-go-round before they changed directors with. We had a new girl come out of a punch bowl and things like that. They couldn't use mm -hmm. that. It was a banquet scene or yeah. what? Austrian, Austrian, Austrian. Used to love those orgy affairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, after your experience as Ben Reynolds' assistant on Blind Husbands and Devil's Passkey, then you became. Uh, I think I was a still man on Devil's Passkey. Come to think of it. Oh, you were. Yeah. That was the first step. I had. Still man. No. Did you have much direct contact with Von Stroheim in those days? Did he? Uh, oh yes, very close contact. Mm -hmm. What did, was it, was there anything that was particularly individual about his manner of uh, of directing uh, uh, all the women or the men? Or well, he was he was a perfectionist to an extreme, um, way beyond the any reason. And there's so meticulous about detail that mm. show. Yeah. Over and over again to get over some little tiny and action. And in, in the technical aspect of it, the dressing of the set and the design of the set. Mm -hmm. The lighting and <coughs> the lighting. Authenticity. Like to get into it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the real, real light, uh, source lighting. Mm -hmm. lighting. Yeah. It's a good idea. Uh -huh. Do you remember any specific instances of, of his going over and over and over and over uh, a piece of action in order to get it uh, exactly the way he wanted it in any he, of these early films? Yes, and uh, well, he used to do it with another, for another reason. He oftentimes had inexperienced people, and he, he, he had it in front of the camera. In front of the camera, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. and, uh, in order to get an emotional uh, or hysterical scene, for instance, you had to get young. Uh, had a girl named Alvina Polo in one of these pictures, Eddie Polo, the old serial star, yeah. mm -hmm. daughter. Yeah. With very little training as an actress, mm -hmm. very young. Yeah. And she had to have a, uh, play a scene after the supposed rape when he'd been. That's foolish wise. Yes, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, she was supposed to become hysterical and uh, sob and, mm -hmm. and all this sort of thing after he'd left. We worked all night on it until the mm -hmm. following morning. He really worked on her and, and, and beat her verbally so much that she didn't become mm. actually. What sort of thing would he say to her? Do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, tell her she's no good. Oh, really? And, uh, too bad he put her in a picture and all this sort of sadistic approach. She just get uh, angry and uh, angry and then exhausted, mostly exhaustion yes. from the repetition and semi-hysterical, which is exactly what, what he wanted. He wanted. Yeah. Tears coming out of their nose, running, and all this sort of thing. It was just exactly what he was after. Because the poor child was sobbing, mm -hmm. actually sobbing. Yeah. So much. Were you were you on the camera during all this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long a stretch was it to get that one sequence? Do you remember? Was it? Uh, well, I imagine we started. It was outside at night, too cold out in the back lot, and we. Oh, there was a bit with a black cat had to walk through at a certain time, and all this thing that you, could, you could do very easily in cuts, but he wouldn't do it that way. That'd be done. One master thing, oh, really? you know, and uh, <laughs> just like stage timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
we started probably six in the evening, and we, and we worked until it was too much daylight to complete it. Yeah. Come back the next night. Uh -huh. See. Yeah. We, he took advantage of that and let it walk into the dawn. And use it. Yeah. Do you know when you see that film now, there's a print of it at the Museum of Modern Art in New York, that whole sequence is missing? It just cuts from the time when you see him, I think, climbing up to her window yes, to yes. the point where the next morning, uh, I think there are people gathered around a sewer watching it, looking at his body or something or that. But uh, the whole sequence is missing. Oh, out of it. the girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember we worked so long on the, on the scene where he did come into the room, into her room. Yeah. And we, an attempt to get the light rays, the moonlight coming mm -hmm. through the window. Did uh, Von Stroheim usually work in sequence or not? Yes, and Tom Lodi as much as possible. He did, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. That's a, one thing that took so long. Yeah. Well, I suppose it was very helpful to the actors, though, to be able to be passing through each of these scenes successively. And not professional. Actually. You don't don't think it necessary? No. Uh-huh. They, modern times, they know the story so well. Yes. Other characterization. I was just talking to Lee Garms, and he said that uh, Von Sternberg used to shoot, uh, uh, how do you call it, uh, scenes in uh, continuity, yes, in continuity mm -hmm. as much as possible around in the film. Well, it's a wonderful way to work, but it's not practical. Mm -hmm. yes. It's completely impractical most of the time, especially with our modern schedules and our, and our actors' salaries. Yes. There's some other rather unusual uh, scenes in um, Foolish Wives, there's the most curious sort of uh, semi-seduction scene that takes place in a hut no, where there's a priest sitting over on the other side watching no, it. No, yes. Do you remember, remember well, that? Yeah. It's a, a very, uh, it makes you quite lake. uncomfortable to watch yes, it. He yes, he carries, carries the girl across the lake and into the little hut in the rain. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. I but think there's even a scene that precedes that where he's rowing her across the lake. Yes, yeah. No. Swamped or something. Yes, that's it. Something like that's that. right. Uh -huh. well, we spent eight weeks on that. You mean on that sequence? At night. On that sequence. I remember that so well. The boat, the boat scenes. No, after they got out of the boat. Mm. And this little lake and carry across the water. Yeah. And into the hut. Yeah. And the hut was built out on the edge of the lake on the back lot of the university. Uh -huh. On the side of the hill in the mud. A natural, real natural interior. Yeah. Built like a real building. In eight weeks. Eight weeks of nights. I remember it so well. Well, how did you react to some of this, these rather curious scenes that uh, Von Stroheim was setting up? I mean, did, did they strike you as being sort of odd at the time, or did you just accept them somewhat naturally from your, your previous experience with him and these other two films? Or, huh? Well, I didn't really, because, see, I was only 20, 21 or 22 or only year, years old. Yeah. And I was... I'm mostly interested in the photography, and, and yeah. I hadn't learned to grasp the other phases too well. Yeah. I, I was concentrating completely on what, what we yeah. were doing. Did he determine the lighting, or, or, were you, or did you have a great deal to say about the lighting at that time, Bill? Well, the lighting, the lighting was was sort of a mutual understanding of, about the requirements of the scene, yeah. and uh, we tried desperately to make things look very real. Mm -hmm. If there's like one candle burning, we try to look, make it look like there was that, mm -hmm. one, that one light in the room mm -hmm. by the source lighting method. 
Did he use many uh, idealized close-ups and shoot through gauze or anything like that? Gauze began, got into it then because of the, uh, and we even did the double exposure trick, double exposing the texture of canvas behind the yeah. scenes. I think that particular sequence you speak of, we, we used that canvas treatment. Um, I think I remember that. It gives yeah. a very uh, interesting texture to it. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. we, we put a faint exposure of, of burlap on the film first and then expose the scene over this yeah. pre-exposed mm -hmm. film. It was sort of tricky because on the original negative, and we, we weren't quite sure always yeah. how this exposure about, especially <laughs> in the shadow areas, you know, the, the canvas might burn through a little too much. Did uh, the Universal bosses seem to be very nervous about the length of time that uh, Foolish Wise was taking or not? Oh, of course. They were. Yeah. Yeah. They picture close to the lower million dollars. A lot of money then. I remember that they put up a sign on Broadway saying Foolish Wives, I think, the first million dollar production, uh, cost to date so much. Yeah. 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 And they kept changing the, uh, the cost to date. I think they'd send the New York uh, Fire Department up at noon. Uh, Full blaze of noon to <laughs> change. Well, I was on 13 months. You were. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. 13 months for that one film. Well, you were in Monterey at least three months. You were. Yeah. Do you remember uh, when he got to the point where he was starting to cut it? Mm -hmm. Were you uh, Very well. around then? Uh, I, was I, it great agony for him to try to reduce all this that he'd so lovingly shot? Well, he was trying to sell the idea of showing it in two or three nights, mm -hmm. uh, successive nights. Yes. There's three sections. Yes. Of course, that didn't go at all. It wouldn't allow it. And I do remember that the, uh, after working on the editing for months, they finally had a release date in New York, an opening. Mm -hmm. so they outfitted a baggage car as a cutting room, and he worked all the way across the continent, mm. still cutting. Get that <laughs> Were you on board for that no, trip or not? No, no, no. <laughs> oh. I was away from the unit by that time. Oh. Then, uh, let's see what comes next on your list there. There was a smaller film there, and then Merryground. You started on that film. Did you, you, did you go all the way through on that? Yes, or that film? I did. You did. Uh -huh. But how much of uh, the completed film did Von Stroheim shoot? Do you remember that? Would well, you, it, it just as almost a, half, I think, maybe a little less than half. Why do you suppose Universal took him off of it? Well, it was the same story as The Foolish Wife. It was getting into it was way over schedule, way over cost, and, and, and there were some questionable scenes in it that I remembered, like the banquet we spoke of a moment ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. I remember that scene we worked, again, we, worked, we always worked nights with this fellow. You know, and this did did you, you mean you just start, you started in the, in, in the morning but worked into the night? Yeah, we worked all night. Uh, worked, you know, 20, uh, 24 hours, and then that would sort of automatically put us onto a night shift mm -hmm. because yeah. we sleep eight hours and then come right back, yeah. or less than eight hours, depending on. Did he prefer it that way? Did he feel that the well, I think actors are more relaxed after they'd? Uh, no, it just it, it just happened. But I, I think he preferred being there alone at night without a lot of people around. Him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <coughs> but this this particular banquet, I remember he. We used to use what they call an iris, and, and if you end the sequence, or yeah. they close yeah, in a yeah. circular iris. And, yeah. uh -huh. and this, that was the end of this scene. And after this orgy yeah. with officers and girls, they, they brought this punch bowl in, and the new girl stepped out. 
And that was again the same. I was supposed to Irish doll with a little girl, nude girl, and then mm -hmm. hold her a few feet and then Irish out. That was the end. Mm -hmm. What did they close the set that day when they were working on we that? We did it all one night. Oh, you yeah, did? Yeah. Uh huh. What's this moment I remember about it was that he was, I was operating the Iris, and he was supposed to kill me when they go completely out, which point of the scene. And I got pinned down with a girl, a little girl, and held and kept watching him for a cue and he was laughing so much at this this scene that he never did give me the signal and I went on out finally and then he fell right flat on his face and stayed there. <laughs> he would drink as much champagne as anybody. Oh was there actual champagne oh, that was there? All his parties were really? real. You mean the screen parties? Yes, they had real champagne, real oh there were more things going on behind the sets. <laughs> yeah, that was his one of his uh, well, there I theories. Really good. I didn't realize he went that far. Oh, in the, yes. In the service of realism. Oh. Well, not uh, a, a camera crew, we're all too young for that sort of thing. Well, you had to keep cranking for a yeah. <laughs> By the way, at what speed did you used to crank in those days, Bill? Was it? Well, most of these things we did at 16. At 16. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the action was so slow. At, well, 16 was normal. Mm -hmm. Some of the other people used to work at 18 or something. Mm -hmm. Did, uh, do you feel that one of uh, von Stroheim's difficulties was that he wasn't looking forward enough to the uh, the final assembling and the editing of the film? Do you think that's one reason that he shot so much or not? I think that's one reason, and, and, and two, he had a little hangover from D.W. Griffith's methods. He worked with Griffith. Yeah. You know. mm -hmm. Then he, he was always trying to make the masterpiece that would run. Mm -hmm. uh, two nights, three mm -hmm. nights, you know, I had that in the back of his head. Mm -hmm. But he contributed so much in a technical way. He was the first I knew of that he wanted the sets painted with glossy paint, like they should be, mm -hmm. and glass in the windows, mm -hmm. and glass in the cabinets on the set. Mm -hmm. And he was quite willing to accept the reflection of the lights in a glossy surface, mm -hmm. as long as he didn't show, see that it was a, that it was a, that it was a studio light. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And it taught me a lot, in, in the, because these little things, uh, a white wall, for instance, it was strictly taboo with that in that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We used white, pure white sets, mm -hmm. with glass in the windows, yeah. and gloss in the, in the finish, and it was so real looking yeah. as compared to, to the, Some of the, the average ones. set. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, they used to have a, what they call a universal brown, and all, all sets of paint is kind of a medium brown in, in the past of universities. Yes. Yeah. So it was a whole new concept of photography. Mm -hmm with real light sources and real looking sets. Mm -hmm. Shiny furniture and you know, things of that kind. Yeah. Shiny white uniforms. Real white. Yeah. I've been doing it ever since and it's, uh, it's, it's a great it's a great trick. It began to manage yeah. Let's talk a little bit about uh, greed, Bill. By that time, um, both of you had gone over to Metro, hadn't you? Mm-hmm. And uh, right. hadn't they given him uh, just uh, carte blanche to go ahead and make a great American film? Is that how it worked? Well, this wasn't, uh, this was Goldwyn Studios then. It wasn't Metro. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, th this is one of the first ones I ever worked on. It was done 
entirely on location. You know, there were no studio sets. Absolutely none. none. Mm -hmm. Up to San Francisco and in Hayes Valley, which is just a section of San Francisco, the old section, mm -hmm. and rented a two-story building. And Richard Day was the art director. He took out some petition walls so we'd have more room for our lights and cameras. Yeah. And made McTeague's office, dental office, right in the corner of the building with a sort of a bay window where we see the streetcars below and the street and the traffic and people. And we photographed this story right in that building, along with some other rooms in the building. Mm -hmm. And then there was a companion story that was never released that we made about an old junk dealer and his wife. And we used a real junkyard around the corner from this building. And the original story was the story of three couples. And the release picture was mostly the story of the dentist and his wife because, again, we had 50 or 60 reels. Like that. That, was, that never appeared in, no. the, in the final version. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was a great deal of material that was cut out of that, wasn't yeah. there? I can remember seeing some of the stills. Oh. Well, we made, then we went to, well, while we are in this building, we had unusual light effects that I remember quite well. Because the, uh, this demented junk man, Cesar Grovina, Italian actor. Oh, yes, yes would gather the old pieces of junk and, and in his mind there were, were priceless silver pieces and mm -hmm. gold pieces. Yeah. He had a great leather trunk and he kept these things in under lock and key and at night he'd go look at them. Yeah. So in order to plant in the minds of the audience what this man saw, we had to have sparkling light rays come out of the come out of these things. These, mm -hmm. these pieces of silver in his yeah. mind. So, in not having the studio facilities, we used the second floor of the building, cut a hole in it, cut a hole in the bottom of the trunk, and put spotlights in the first floor, and shot them up through the second floor, <laughs> through the trunk, <laughs> and uh, sprinkled a little light powder so it would float in the light rays. So, we'd open this trunk and see this shafts of light come out. <laughs> I remember that so well because it was so difficult to do. And we had to duplicate that same effect at the end, where this man dragged his trunk out to the beach at night. So we took the trunk <laughs> to the beach and the, on the coast of San, near San Francisco mm -hmm. and dug a pit and put the spotlights down in the pit and it duplicated the same effect under the sand dunes. That must have taken forever and well, forever yeah, to yeah. set up, didn't it? Yes. Was that actually, uh, that material actually assembled as um, uh, a separate release print with a beginning no, and a middle no. and then it was just cut out, agreed? Just cut out. There's one couple cut out, almost no. entirely. But uh, as originally uh, assembled by Von Stroheim, it was kind of a parallel story that traveled along with Yes, the it was Gene Herschel had his story and then it was, of course, they intermingled a little. That's the only time you ever saw the other characters. Yes, well, wasn't, um, what was her name that... Um, was in so many of those. Oh, Dale Fuller. Dale was, Fuller was in it. Wasn't she sketch. involved with the? Uh, with the yeah, she was a, the, the demented wife too. of the yes. junk man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Half wit. No. Was uh, were the bosses at uh, at MGM somewhat concerned about the uh, the time that Von Stroheim was taking over Greed? Oh yes, I, I remember that too, because they came up one weekend, and I, I don't know why I was in on these meetings, but. Uh, 
you know, who seemed to be there. Mm-hmm. And they cut great chunks out of the script after we'd been there a month or so. Yeah. And uh, Monday morning when they left, he, he put everyone right back in and kept right on going and go. They hadn't been there. Had he already filmed some of the sections or not that they cut out? No, I think we just, oh. just uh, figured he had enough material on mm -hmm. you know, certain phases of it. There's a, at the opening of the picture, Bill. There's some sequences about uh, uh, a location where there's a. Seems to me there's a mine, isn't it? We went up. We went up to uh, Colfax. Yes. And used the mine. Mm -hmm. Called the Big Dipper mine. Mm -hmm. Went right in it. And of course, he had to go back 3,000 feet in the shaft. The first hundred feet would have been just as good. But <laughs> we had to go. <laughs> realism. Realism. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. What have you seen the film very recently or not? I saw it oh, eight or nine years ago at a, at a high school over here. They mm -hmm. had some sort of film society. Film, yeah, and something like that. How do you react to it now? Does it uh, how does it affect you? Do you feel well, that it's like a terrible waste? So little left of what we did. Really? Yeah. Do you feel that in its original form that it, it, it uh, would have been a masterpiece, or is that too strong a word to use for it? Well, you know the story of McTeague. Yes. Pretty dreary subject. Yeah, that's right. Story. It's a real tragedy for everyone concerned, not mm -hmm. only for the modern language. It's a downbeat story. There yes. was one. Uh -huh. Do you feel that if the film had been made uh, more recently, there would have been more, a wider acceptance for it, and possibly even a, uh, that it could have been circulated to somewhat in a, a version closer to its original form? I doubt if it would be made at all. You don't, I don't think, think so. Would, uh -huh. would consider making it. Mm -hmm. It's too depressing. Oh, yes. yeah. Then we spent something like seven weeks in Death Valley in the summertime. To get the end of it. Yeah. It's certainly a powerful sequence right there. Handcuffed yeah. together in the yeah. desert there. And that was before they had any roads down there. They just old mining roads. Those <laughs> the days. Slept on the ground. Sometimes they had little folding cots. The heat was pretty bad, I imagine, too. 132 in the shade. Mm -hmm. Rattlesnakes, too, or not? A few sidewinders, but oh. it's too hot for them. They don't. Oh. They're lazy, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I might 